This hour, the podcast is exclusively sponsored by my good friends at Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold is a five-star rated gold company with one-of-a-kind customer service. And when it comes to gold and precious metals, Advantage Gold is the only company I'll work with. Call Advantage Gold today and make sure you let them know that Mark Levin sent you. And now, let's begin. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, Food prices, something we will talk about. Energy prices, you're well aware of what's taking place there. But I want to discuss a bigger issue. Joe Biden has said now for almost three years that the border is secure. So have a sycophants. They've said it to Congress on God knows how many times. They've said it to the public through the media. They've said it from the White House. And we have it all. They've said this for years. Then they say we had a bipartisan bill and we needed that bill to secure the border and to make it more secure than ever before. Without that bill, Biden cannot on his own secure the border. Now, this was a complete screw-up by Mitch McConnell, who gave the Democrats an out, and this guy Lankford, and all the other reprobates in the Senate, that is the Republican rhinos. They gave them a talking point to run on. The genius McConnell. But that's not my point. My point is, they said this was the end-all and the be-all, this, this new bill would actually secure the border after telling us for years the border was secure. Despite us knowing it wasn't. Now they're trying a third thing. They've said, look, I can't, says Biden, on my own secure the border. I need the legislation. So we've gone from the border secure, I need the legislation to secure the border because I can't act on my own. And now today... Where it is, the White House is planning several unilateral measures 
to at least give the appearance of trying to secure the border. Is this what you want from your government? This is okay. The endless lying. And let me tell you something. The reason Biden will take a trip to meet billionaires in California is because he knows that if he can raise hundreds and hundreds, maybe even a billion dollars, and that's possible, to run for president, he will overwhelm a Trump. He will overwhelm talk radio. He will overwhelm Fox. He will overwhelm the few independent conservative platforms that are out there. And they know. They know from the 1930s, and they know from totalitarianism of all kinds in the past, and even today, that the big lie, repeated often enough, becomes, in effect, the truth. None in reality, in effect. And so that's what he's planning to do. He's planning to run for office from the basement. I suspect he won't want to entertain a single debate. They'll say, well, Trump didn't debate in the primaries. What does one have to do with the other? You're running for president now. Not to be the nominee for president. Nothing, but it won't matter. That's what they'll do. And then they'll have these ads speak for Biden as well as the surrogates. And they'll just keep lying. That Joe Biden, despite the fact that the Republicans wouldn't go along, despite the fact that we had the best border bill ever, they wouldn't vote on it. They wouldn't vote on it. So I, Joe Biden, historically... I'm a historic figure. I had, to, I had to act on my own. And that's what I did. And he'll have his mouthpieces in the media, MSLSD, the Communist News Network, and all the rest. I'll have them. To give them cover, the Praetorian Guard. Just like he announced that inflation is over. The Inflation Reduction Act wasn't even about inflation. It was about climate change and economic socialism. Massive redistribution of wealth. Massive government takeover of the private sector. Massive, you know, societal engineering. Said to be, you know, climate, uh, uh, inflation controlling. And then we get one report, oh, inflation's back. And then we get another one, no, it's back. It's not away. It hasn't gone. The little burps here and there, but it hasn't gone. It's going to get worse because all that money's floating around looking for a place to land and there's nowhere for it to land. So this whole thing about the Praetorian Guard, the free media, he'll have the free media plus $100 billion worth of paid media. You know, my wife and I, Julie, were talking the other night and this is very, very important. I don't care what the polls say. I don't care. And then we get people relying on the polls. Look at the polls are great. Folks, I'm worried. The RNC's bankrupt. It's been run into the ground. That's why I did not support the re-election of the RNC chair. But she was re-elected, unfortunately. They have no money. Trump's money is being drained as a result of this litigation. That's all intentional. You've got Democrat billionaires with these massive political action committees. You have Republican billionaires who are sitting on the sidelines for the most part. 
picking their noses, listening to Paul Ryan, who's become an absolute embarrassment. So they're beating us on money and not even close. Not even close. They have 99.9% of the free media. Their groups are well organized. They're Democrat secretaries of state, Democrat-controlled legislatures, Democrat-controlled governors. They're going all over their election laws, seeing what they can tweak or what they can change. In the best effort they can make to ensure that Joe Biden wins. You've got state Supreme Courts that are controlled by Democrats that are going to change the the congressional seats and the legislative seats. You don't have Republican Supreme Courts doing this. You don't even hear of any. So the Democrats are still playing with brass knuckles as they did in 2016, as they did in 2020, as they did in 2022, and they're doing it now. And we have an inept Republican leader in the Senate. The guy is a complete disaster. A complete disaster. And he won't step down. In the House, where the action is, we've got so many agendas flying in so many different directions, it's difficult to know what the hell they're going to achieve. The courts, when we have Republicans in the courts, they don't do what Democrats do in the courts. They wouldn't even take up two major constitutional election cases out of Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court, last time around. That needed to be addressed. I'm not trying to throw a wet blanket out there. I am banging the pots and pans. This is a call for attention. Because this is alarming to me that people are now wanting and hoping. Look at the polls. No, don't look at the polls. The polls don't reflect what's going to go on on the ground. There was a seat in New York that we lost. The Santos seat. And just to show you how imbecilic the Republicans are, they expel this guy. And the so-called Republican moderates are behind it. This guy Lawler and others. We can't have that. We're Republicans. Meanwhile, in the Senate, Menendez is there. They can't get rid of Menendez. It's 51-49. That means anybody gets sick on the Democrat side, they don't control the majority. So Menendez sits there. Well, he's actually indicted on God knows how many charges, again. And there's no pressure. Schumer's under no pressure to remove him or to expel him. But the Republicans expel Santos. I have no special brief for this guy, Santos. He's a reprobate. That's not my point. They play hardball politics. We don't play hardball politics. We never have. It is grotesque. One side does, the other side does not. Joe Biden is the leading president of all time on censorship. He's the leading president of all time on violating immigration laws and having an open border. He's the leading president of all time sabotaging our own energy independence internally, domestically. Which means empowering Russia, empowering Iran, and empowering the other third world reprobates. He's the leading president in American history to actually support terrorist organizations with funding in Iran, Hamas, 
The Houthis, Hezbollah, in effect, that's what he's done, that's what he's doing. Now, here's the problem. Don't you think, Mr. Producer, we should be leading this guy by 10%? These national polls, and I know national polls are different. You know, we have elections by states and in states, not national polls. And the polls, as I said, should mostly be ignored. And this is why. 1%, 2% difference. There's no... Nothing built in there for Democrat Party fraud. That's what they do all the time, fraud. Cook County, Texas. Other places notorious for voter fraud. Why not voter fraud here? We had the cleanest election in world history in 2020. Have to listen to these idiots. What I'm saying is, now is not the time to sit on our laurels. If you were going to become involved, get involved. Don't rely on other people. Or we're going to lose. You should have your own plan. Whether it's to talk to 10 or 20 people you know. Whether if you're able, obviously, to make a contribution of some sort. There are thousands of things you can do. The question is whether anybody's doing any of them. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. What is it about Democrats and crime? What is it about Democrats and terrorism? Why do they always seem to side with the criminals and the terrorists in the end? Don't they? Over at Right Scoop, our friend Brian, Virginia Democrats are pushing through a soft-on-crime bill that would provide leniency to hundreds of first-degree murders and rapists, among others. The bill has already passed the state Senate by a two-vote margin. See, they control the Senate. And the state House is weighing it now. Democrats control both houses. Virginia Democrats are pushing through this soft-on-crime that would provide leniency to 701 first-degree murders. You know, one of the, let me tell you a story real quickly. When I first moved, or was moving up here into the Reagan administration, I had to decide, where am I going to live? I, I wrote off Maryland immediately. I said, first of all, they don't have a death penalty. Secondly, they're soft on crime. Third, taxes are through the roof. Fourth, too many damn liberals there. So I picked Virginia. Virginia was a bright, bright red state. 
And just like Georgia, California was a red state, Nevada, all these red states that ensured that the presidency would be won by a Republican as far as the eye could see, that's what people used to say, are now blue. Blue. Well, they're purple, Mark. Well, they're moving blue. Virginia Democrats are trying to push through this soft-on-crime bill that would provide leniency to 701 first-degree murders, 77 second-degree murders, 556 abductors, 325 rapists, and 762 robbers. Here's a summary of the bill itself. Petition for modification of a sentence, eligibility procedures, provides procedures for individuals serving a sentence for certain felony convictions or a combination of such convictions, who remain incarcerated in a state or local correctional facility or secure facility, meet certain criteria, to petition the circuit court, these are the lowest level elected judges in Virginia, that entered the original judgment or ordered to once suspend the unserved portion of such sentence, or run the unserved portion of such sentence concurrently with another sentence. So they're powering these liberal judges to do just this. To place such person on probation for such time as the court shall seem, or shall determine. You hear that, Mr. Producer? Or three. Otherwise modify the sentence imposed. The bill allows the court to grant a hearing on a petition after an individual has served at least 25 years for certain offenses, 20 years for certain other offenses, 15 years. Ladies and gentlemen, of all the things to do, you're a legislature. You're looking for ways to make life easier for first and second degree murderers and rapists? Is that a priority in any state? Is that a priority now in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Aren't there other things they should be focused on? Now, Youngkin won't sign it. And as Wright Scoop points out, it's probably dead concerning the slim Democrat majority in the houses, but it does indicate, especially in election year, just how far Democrats will go to get votes. Now, what does he mean by that? They want the felon vote. Isn't it amazing? They want the felon vote. They want the Islamist vote. They want the Marxist vote. That's their base. That's their base. The felon vote, the Marxist vote, the Islamist vote. And they're working hard to make sure they can turn it out. In addition to Joe Biden violating proudly a Supreme Court ruling that says he doesn't have the power to forgive student loans. And there he is defying them happily, and he wants everybody to know it. More when I return. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I have warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold. 
a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them, and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. Mark Levin, an unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist. You can reach him at 877-381-3811. There's another scandal out there, ladies and gentlemen, and it's at CBS News. Let's see how many so-called journalists out there come to the defense of Catherine uh, Herridge. Let me tell you what's going on, because most of you work all day and you're not aware of it. By Chris Enlow over at Blaze Media, CBS is facing accusations that it sees computers, files, and records, including information on privileged sources that belong to reporter Catherine Herridge. You know, she's the national security reporter, was there, and they terminated her. And terminated her along with others. Last week, CBS News terminated Heritage's employment as part of a layoff impacting fewer than two dozen employees at CBS News. So that's a subterfuge. Her surprise termination sent shockwaves through Washington because Heritage is a respected, award-winning journalist with a storied career. She's seen as a bastion of old-school journalism covering major topics the legacy media often ignores. So how could she end up on the chopping block? But the story doesn't end there. According to law professor Jonathan Turley, who spoke with sources at CBS News, executives did something unusual after handing Herridge her pink slip. Writes Turley, CBS officials took the unusual step of seizing her files, computers, and records, including information on privileged sources. The network grabbed Herridge's notes and files and informed her that it would decide what, if anything, would be returned over to her, he explained. The files likely contain confidential material from both her stints at Fox and CBS. Those records, it suggests, are presumptively the property of CBS News. If true, it's a strange departure from routine practices for laid-off employees and nothing short of shocking, says Turley. Journalists are generally allowed to leave with their files. Under the standard contract, including the ones at CBS, and he knows he's represented reporters and so forth. Journalists agree that they will make files available to the network if needed in the future, in future litigation, he explained. That presupposes they will retain control of their files. Such files are crucial for reporters who use past contacts and work in pursuing news stories with other outlets who cap their careers with personal memoirs. Not only do Herridge's files contain information she accumulated while working at CBS News, but they also contain records from her 23-year tenure at Fox News. The problem at the center of the allegation is obvious. Journalists abide by a strict ethical obligation to maintain confidentiality with their sources. And these agreements are made between a reporter and their source, not a reporter, their source, and the reporter's employer. 
confidentiality ethics are important to Herridge, and she even appears willing to go to jail to protect her sources. Turley even spoke with Heritage's union representative, who confirmed the union has approached CBS officials over this very unusual situation. We are considering all of our options, a spokesperson from SAG-AFTRA told him. In the end, the alleged decision to seize her records has sent a chilling signal through the newsroom, a former CBS News journalist familiar with the situation told Turley. Blaze Media reached out to CBS News for comment, but a representative for the network did not respond. Herridge, on the other hand, declined to speak about the allegation. She has also not spoken publicly about her termination, other than to clarify that she has not, in fact, released a statement. Hmm. That's interesting, isn't it? So CBS, which is owned by a multi- International Corporation now has Carathon Herridge's files. Now I wonder if they're going to object to this over at CNN and MSNBC. I, I wonder if the networks themselves, including anchors and so-called journalists at CBS, will object to this kind of treatment. I've never heard of anything like this before. Well, no, I know, but I've never heard of it. Have you? And they lay off about a dozen people, and she's among them. So it's obvious what's going on there, in my view. But this is a controversy. And you know how the media like to circle the wagons. Let's see if they circle them here. I don't think they will. Because she had some association with Fox, and you know, that's the kiss of death. But goes around, comes around, these, these, these precedents that are set become seriously problematic for reporters. And this has been set by a so-called news corporation, CBS. We were talking earlier about the lies. I opened the show with, you really should ignore the polls. Because... Too many people look at them. They figure Trump's ahead by enough or even a little. And so I don't really need to do anything. That's not true. And that's why I pointed out, and I won't do it again tonight, all the problems that the Republicans are facing. And I do fear, Mr. Producer and I have talked about this, that we're going to lose the House regardless because the House hasn't produced. You have people patting themselves on the head, beating their chests. And they appear to be more focused on press releases and positioning themselves than getting something done. If you object to funding Israel, then tell us how you would. Well, here's how I would. I would have offsets and so forth. Now tell us how you would get it passed. They can't. It's not going to happen. But they keep banging their heads against the wall. And why is that? I don't understand. I mean, I agree that the budget's out of control. I agree that the border's out of control. I agree with all those things. But nothing's getting done. I don't mean get things done to get things done. Now look at the Republicans in the Senate, other than a small handful of them. They keep putting McConnell in there, and McConnell keeps working with Schumer and Biden. 
So who are the Republicans doing this? If they're up for election and they're up for the Senate, defeat them. I don't care what the numbers are. They don't care about you. Look, everything's on the table right now. Everything. Everything. It's no good if we wind up with a rhino-controlled Senate, a Democrat, radical-controlled House, and whomever the president is, we're not going to get anything done that way either. Anyway, I was talking about the lying that goes on, and that's what Biden counsel. Lying and screaming about his lies. And you've been hearing, even from conservatives on uh, our favorite cable channel and their sister, that the economy is really good. They better not run on the economy, these Republicans. My jaw hits the floor. The economy is not good. If you haven't been to a diner or a grocery store, you don't talk to people, then that's not the case. Here we have a Wall Street Journal piece. It's been 30 years since food ate up this much of your income. 30 years. There's not a single news organization other than the Wall Street Journal, apparently, that's leading with this story. Ongoing high costs lead food manufacturers and restaurants to keep prices elevated. They're not keeping prices elevated. They're trying to survive. Most restaurants and grocery stores, you know what their profit margin is, Mr. Producer? Two to three percent. They just went through COVID. These businesses were very much exposed to all the mandates and all the problems. They come out of it, those that survive. And then they hit with this inflation, which apparently doesn't exist. The last time Americans spent this much of their money on food, George H.W. Bush was in office. Terminator 2, Judgment Day was in theaters. And C&C Music Factory was rocking the Billboard charts. Very clever. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can relate. That's what they're thinking. Eating continues to cost more, even as overall inflation has eased from the blistering pace consumers endured through much of 2022 and 2023. So let's stop right there. Inflation is eased for what? And based on what? When you look at a three-year history, inflation hasn't eased. It's, It's over 20%. It's not going away. Eating continues to cost more. Prices at restaurants and other eateries were up 5.1% last month compared with January 2023, while grocery costs increased 1.2% during the same period. Let's see, could it be taxes? Could it be thievery? Could it be massive increases mandated by states for the minimum wage? Could it be health care costs? When you run a restaurant, I want you to think about this. You have employees. Some of them stay. Some of them are quick to leave. You have to keep track of it all. You have to report it to local, state, and federal tax authorities. Of course, you have to deal with the zoning issues. You have to deal with health issues. You have to deal with where you're going to get the food. Can you get the food? At what price can you get the food? Whether you have to update menus or not update menus. You're, you're affected. If you own a restaurant, you're affected like almost nobody else. Because what you do is you kind of have your toe in all aspects of the economy. 
agriculture, labor, utility bills, and all the rest of it. Relief isn't likely to arrive soon. Restaurant and food company execs said they're still grappling with rising labor costs and some ingredients such as cocoa that are, going more, that are getting more expensive. Consumers, they said, will find ways to cope. If you look historically after periods of inflation, there's really no period you can point to where food prices go back down. That's the problem, America. And so in that quote, the story kind of belies itself. Inflation's down for all but food. But inflation is built in. So unless you have deflation, which is extraordinarily dangerous, that increase from three years ago, two years ago, it's all built in. 1991, U.S. consumers spent 11.4% of their disposable personal income on food. In 2022, consumers spent 11.3% of their disposable income on food. Many diners have said they're going out less frequently or skipping appetizers and so forth and so on. So you look at this report, which is very interesting. Then you consider that we have the highest level of credit card debt in American history. American history. Then when you consider that rent is very high, home ownership now is very low because it's becoming unaffordable. When you talk to real people, regular people like you, you realize that people are having trouble paying their utility bills that are very high. So when Washington spits out their numbers, that's fine for Washington. It's not, for, it's not fine for Mr. and Mrs. America who actually have to live through this economy and struggle through it. But they'll continue to tell you, binomics works. The border's secure, except when the Republicans don't secure it. And now we'll secure it, Joe Biden. Joe Biden comes to the rescue. I told you before, he's an arsonist. He burns things down. Then he comes back and he says, I can fix that. But the Republicans won't let me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, by the time you finish listening to this message, the U.S. government will print $8,300 in new money. That's every minute. That's 276 new dollars every single second. Money that won't go to defending our nation or improving our roads. It's wiping away the value of your dollar and your savings. I'm Mark Levin, and I warned Americans about this crisis. That's why I'm recommending to all my listeners, diversify in precious metals while you still can. And the only gold company I strongly support is Advantage Gold, a five-star rated gold company. They can educate you with the real facts, including why gold may be the single best investment of this decade. Call them right now, folks. 800-900-8000. It's that simple. Tell them Mark Levin sent you, and they'll provide you with a 100% free Golden Shield Wealth Plan to show you exactly how to get started investing in gold right now. Don't wait until it's too late. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Call them and remember to tell them you heard it from me, Mark Levin. Performance may vary, of course. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should always consult your financial tax professional. By the way, I want to thank all my friends in this business, radio hosts, podcasters, some do both. 
but it is simply impossible to do all these requests, these podcasts and radio requests and lunch requests and dinner requests. When I go to CPAC, it's just, it's, I can't do it. And it's nothing personal. I'm, I'm greatly honored. Greatly honored. It's just not possible. Um, so I, I just wanted to say that generally. In the Democrat Party, somebody wrote a book that the Democrat Party hates America. Well, if they love America, they sure as hell have a funny way of showing it. They're driving up our costs. Our borders are wide open. They don't care about the the horrors, the results, the slavery, the fentanyl, all the rest of it, you know. And they lie to us all the time about prices. They hide behind bureaucratic numbers that actually have nothing to do with your purse or your wallet. Nothing. In fact, some of the numbers specifically exclude food. Well, gee, that could be tough, right? Everything's going swell except for food, housing, and energy. Okay, uh, we need all those to survive. We need all those to survive. They're hurting the labor market, although some labor unions don't quite get it. Some do. The Teamsters might. You know, the Teamsters endorsed Reagan when he ran. They really ought to endorse Trump because Biden's no friend of theirs. He's the friend of the radical environmentalists. And they're no friends of the Teamsters. So he's hurting the workers of the country. Hurting wages. Biden inflation keeps going up. They're doing everything in the wrong direction. And they're bringing this country to its knees. Whether it's the military, law enforcement, crime in the streets. I posted a very good piece by my buddy Sebastian Gorka. Because Sebastian and I... A very similar view is about the, uh, the KGB genocidal maniac who runs Russia. And a very different view of the history of Russia and the Soviet Union than some others do in our party and in our movement who are much more passive, if not isolationist, if not, in fact, celebratory of Putin. And I will continue to oppose it, all of it. In this war with Ukraine, Russia's lost hundreds of thousands of young men. Most of whom didn't want to go to war. This is where Russia does. Ukraine has lost, I don't know, 150, 200,000. I don't know what we expect Ukraine to do. Is it supposed to surrender, get in a fetal position and say, here, have our women, have our children, have at us? Of course not. We wouldn't do that. But Mark, I'm sick of forever wars. I think this war's been going on, what, two years? But it's not our forever war. We don't have troops there. We don't have our Air Force there. We don't have our Navy there. We're supplying them with arms. Can it be handled better? You better believe it can. But it is Biden, after all. And we should oversee it much more carefully. But that doesn't mean we hand parts of Western Europe over to Russia. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. 
Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Don't you think the timing of this FBI informant stuff is kind of funny? Here's a guy who's been an informant for the FBI for 10 years. Not an informant for Republicans in the House, an informant for the FBI. David Weiss, who's a very controversial figure, sort of schizophrenic, who has in fact now finally charged Hunter Biden with tax issues, still hasn't charged him with the main issue that would drag in Joe, which is his failure to register under the Foreign uh, Act. The Foreign Agent Act, whatever the hell it's called. FARC. FARA. And this, of course, is the law they used against uh, Manafort. But they won't use it against Hunter because it would drag in Daddy. I already told you why, because... Daddy helped him with his foreign connections, and Daddy thereby helped him avoid, you know, registration requirements. People need to remember, Daddy Joe has been around the government for half a century. He's supposed to know all this stuff. He's written half of this stuff. But he's a Biden. Nothing applies to them. And so now we're back to Russia collusion. And there is Russia collusion with the Democrats. Putin already said who he would vote for, Biden. It's always made sense. In fact, there's also information that they sat on in the 2016 election that Putin was rooting for Hillary Clinton. And in 2020, he was rooting for Joe Biden. But that was all covered up. Because it undermines the, the lies, the narratives that they project onto us because they want us to believe them. So last week, as Wright Scoop points out, the Department of Justice, David Weiss, charged a credible FBI informant with lying to the FBI about both Joe and Hunter Biden getting individual $5 million payments from the CEO Burisma. Now Democrats and the media are using this to undercut the reasons for impeaching Joe Biden. You heard this all, you've heard it all week, actually. Oversight Committee... Low life, Daniel God Goodman put out this yesterday. DOJ must investigate whether and when Grassley, Comer, or Jordan knew that Shmermov was spreading Russian disinformation. But now that it's public, Comer and Jordan clearly will be conspiring with Putin to interfere in the election if they continue with the bogus impeachment. So this guy Goldman is obviously uh, brain dead. Now, this is a guy that's just pretty much arrived in the House. He's made a name for himself. Is one of the biggest hemorrhoids ever to serve in the House of Representatives. And I call these human hemorrhoids, I call them hemorrhotics. Sounds good, does it? Actually sounds official, doesn't it, Rich? So Daniel Goldman is a bleeding hemorrhotic. Maybe he doesn't care. His district will vote for him. But Comer... 
responded to Goldman and Schroeder's argument. He said, we can clear this up for you, number one. We never knew the informant's name. Number two, we never talked the informant. Number three, the FBI never gave us his name and redacted the FD-1023 form because they said he was so important to an ongoing investigation. Number four, the FBI told the committee, including Democrats, the informant was highly credible. No one's falling for the Russia hoax 2.0 you're peddling. So in other words, the FBI did this. And it's the Republicans' fault. And here's how Gloria Borger, she's a longtime fraud phony in the media in Washington. I don't even know why she's on completely clueless and so boring and predictable. Give this new information about somebody who is acting more like a Russian operative than anything else. I think Republicans are going to have to pull back on impeaching by supposed to be a reporter. Oh, Gloria Borger said it? Yes. Okay, then I will. Let's all pull back. Gloria? Are you sure it's Gloria Borger? Yes. Oh, my God. Tom Elliott writes, this uh, CNN segment shows you how the FBI charging their informant is designed to sabotage Republicans' impeachment of Biden. Of course, the media are all in on it. So Weiss... At right scoop is clearly doing Biden's bidding here to protect him from this impeachment since he's caused so much grief for the Biden family already. Of this, I have no doubt. I will leave you with what former federal prosecutor and defense attorney William Shipley said about what Weiss is doing. Ready for this one? As a general proposition, the FBI is 100 percent against indicting sources in the manner that Shmurdov has been indicted. A source found to be untruthful is usually just closed out and blackballed. There's an entry made that the source is not eligible to be reopened because it's been determined the source is not reliable or credible. That would dog the source anywhere he or she went to try to provide information for money. Indicting a source makes re- uh, recruiting sources much more difficult. They're told their IDs will never be revealed, and there are processes to place in place to make that true. I know agents who refuse to tell the U.S. attorney the name of their source, even when that prevented a case from going forward. That was the promise that was given for the information. So I don't think the FBI is a big fan of, of what Weiss has done here and laying out all the details about Smirnov the way they have in the detention memo is a huge red flag waving in the wind for anyone now being recruited as a source by the FBI. So what is he saying here? I'll interpret. This is from the top down. The political appointees at the Department of Injustice. He's saying the FBI would never out an informant and then trash the informant. Number one, it's embarrassing. And number two, as he says, it's tough to get informants that way. I imagine it is. But you're dealing with a completely different type of Department of Injustice. And notice how the Department of Injustice and Mr. Weiss are in sync with Goldman and the other stooges in the Democrat Party. And the whole goal here is to destroy the impeachment inquiry. Now... They ought to go ahead and impeach Joe Biden, just take the articles of impeachment that they used against Mayorkas, change the name, and vote on it. Whether the three Republicans like it or not. Okay, we'll stop the impeachment inquiry. Now we'll just impeach his ass.
Incidentally, what a killer show I have Sunday. Saturday, my show is preempted on Fox for coverage of the South Carolina vote because the vote will be coming in. And I'm not there just to read numbers and categories. And so they asked, I said, yes, by all means, I'll do my Sunday show. So we just had the Sunday show this weekend, and then we'll continue with the double shows uh, on the weekends after the South Carolina vote. But on the Sunday show, we have Peter Schweitzer. My God, this guy's unbelievable, and his investigative team. You're not going to believe what's in his new book. That book comes out Tuesday, but we do the exclusive first interview. Folks... This is really, really significant, and I want you to watch it, seriously. Followed by John Yu, who's one of the best legal minds and professors, law professors in the country. I worked with him several decades ago. I knew him. Uh, It's the first time he'll be on Life, Liberty, and Levin in my opening statement where I'm just going to rip the shreds Letitia James in a way that she's never been ripped to shreds before. It is a killer show. It's Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. I can say it. My mouth broke. And uh, 6 p.m. Central. Now, excuse me, 7 p.m. Central. But you can go ahead and DVR it just to make sure you see it. You can set your DVR for all future episodes. That's my suggestion, just in case, uh, you know, You forgot your V8 or something like that. But I'm telling you, this show is absolutely... The the revelations by Peter Schweitzer. You thought your chin hit the floor before? And the goal about getting this out is to do something about it. And John Yu is really spectacular. And the questions that I asked him, very straightforward, very honest. And again, I will deal with... Letitia James like she hasn't been dealt with before. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. I've asked Representative Andy Ogles, Republican Tennessee, to come on the program. I don't believe we've ever spoken. You know, it's first time for everything. And he's under attack by the vicious pro-Hamas media. Uh, He was being stalked by pro-Hamas protesters. And in so many words, uh, he said to them, I'll tell you what I think. I think all of Hamas should be killed. Do I have that about right, Congressman? Yes, sir. You're, you hit the nail on the head. But uh, it's great to be on the show, and uh, you're a great American. I appreciate what you do. 
Thank you, sir. So in other words, you're saying from the river to the sea, no Hamas. Is that about right? <laughs> exactly. Well, well, look, you know, once you Why is understand- that controversial? Exactly. I mean, they literally were torturing and raping babies. Who, who would have empathy for anyone who would do that? And so Israel has the right to cleanse their community of that kind of uh, uh, of gross existence of evil. And if they have to purge it, then so be it. Let them purge it. And what the hell's wrong with that? We've done that ourselves through our history, whether it's Hitler, whether it's uh, you, you name it. I mean, um, it's so perverse. You know, people say we were these forever wars. We never win them. No, the problem is we have individuals who run these wars. We have individuals who run our State Department. We have an individual in the White House right now. They're the problem. They're the problem. You have Joe Biden right now who's undermining the state of Israel and giving Hamas hope because he's telling the Israeli soldiers, don't you damn rush that town. Don't you kill the head of Hamas. And so Hamas is taking strength from this. No. Well, absolutely. And so what, you know, and what I said in my follow up statement is, you know, Israel has a right to its own foreign policy and to make choices for itself. You know, if you go back 20 years, there was a a land for peace deal. But Israel hasn't had peace. They've been under attack for the last 20 years. And quite frankly, the Palestinians are complicit in the violence. But in my comments, I was talking about Hamas. I was talking about the terrorists. They, they, They were systematically raping babies, children, women. They were even raping men, and they were mutilating them while they were doing it again why anyone would have any kind of sympathy for an organization that did that uh you know it's unspeakable unfortunately i've seen the footage i've seen the footage and there's just certain things that one you can't unhear but you can't unsee and and so i you know this idea that this is somehow uh fake news that the young lady was talking about is ridiculous but look i'm not going to apologize for my comments israel is under attack and this leftist media that like you say is supporting hamas supporting the palestinians they're nurturing and and, uh, anti-semitism in this country they're culpable against the for the violence against the Jewish community in our own country and it's enough is enough and so I call a spade a spade it is what it is Hamas deserves to die and I'm not going to apologize for that it was taken out of context but you know what that's what the leftist media does they take you out of context I'm a conservative they take me out of context because they don't like you and I because we are the voice of freedom we're the voice of the future in the, of this republic talking to Andy Ogles here Gentleman, I've never spoken to before, but I happen to like a lot as I listen to you, Representative. Now, uh, they can call Trump Hitler. We know what Hitler did. They, they, they do that. That's okay with them. Uh, they can call Netanyahu all kinds of names, who's really the Churchill of, of Israel, as far as I'm concerned, standing up against not only their enemy there, but our enemy in the Oval Office. They're having to do these things to fight these enemies. It's just amazing to me that uh, they will use Hamas citizen casualty numbers and now they're using it without even referencing hamas we have biden funding the iranians thereby funding the terrorists funding unra uh which is hamas funding the plo which is the palestinian authority all of them are funding hezbollah and we're supposed to sit here and pretend these things aren't going on hamas is a mass genocidal islamist organization if you read their mission statement they're happy to tell you about it no 
Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, you mentioned, you know, how the left leftist media attacks Donald Trump. I'm actually with the president tonight. He's in Nashville. Um, but but all that to say is, you know, you and I can take inspiration for Donald Trump. He, he, he says what he th- he's thinking. He's not going to back down. And he truly loves this country. And, and that's all I'm doing here. And, and the fact is Hamas is a terrorist organization. It's funded. Unfortunately, some of our own tax dollars gets filtered. It's fungible, ends up in the hands of Hamas. And so we've got to stop that kind of nonsense. Look, we're we're barreling towards 35. Soon it'll be 36 trillion dollars in debt. We've got a, a border that's unsecure, and we've got to put our own house in order. Meanwhile, we need to let Israel put its house in order, which is to, to destroy Hamas. Well, good for you. Give the president our salute here. He's a good friend of mine in the program too. And God bless you. And I know a lot of people live in Nashville, including our kids. <laughs> so there you go. Well, you know, it's an honor to serve, you know, southern, middle Tennessee. It's a great part of the country. I'm biased. I grew up in Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. So when I get to D.C., I do my job and I come back home. But, look, we've got a little farm. We we love our country. The country's in jeopardy. And what what I think your listeners need to understand, this 2024 election is, is a tipping point for this country. If we don't right the ship, if we don't correct course, I always, I always liken our economy and our country like to the Titanic. It's a big ship. It turns slowly and we are on a collision course and we have an opportunity to correct course but it's going to have to happen in 2024 quite frankly mark we're screwed i agree 100 percent. tell everybody what you did before you got elected well, so I was uh, in Tennessee. We're called county mayors or county executives. So I was like a mini governor of the community. In Tennessee, your county executives had a lot of authority during COVID. So I refused to comply with any of the mandates. We didn't have masks. We kept our restaurants open. I became a bit of a folk hero in middle Tennessee, which is what ultimately launched me to Congress. I didn't really intend on running for the seat, but because of redistricting, I was drawn into the seat. And so my seat was held by a Democrat. I'm one of the pickups that we have have in Congress. But uh, I was just a county executive trying to protect my community from a a government that was trying to shut down churches, shut down restaurants, shut down small businesses. And I said, no, hell no. Excellent. Good for you. Well, God bless you, my friend. We're going to have you back if that's all right with you. Absolutely. You, you, you say the time and I'll be on it again. I appreciate you. You're a voice. And look, we need voices like you out there because I'm going to be attacked for being a conservative. You're going to be attacked for being conservative. Your, your constituents, your listeners are going to be attacked for being conservative. But right now, our country, our country is in jeopardy and our founding fathers never gave up hope. You shouldn't give up hope and neither am I. And I'm going to fight to my last breath. I have two words for them. Screw them. Thank you, Congressman. God bless you, sir. (laughs) God bless you. Take care of yourself. We don't worry about them, do we, Mr. Producer? (laughs) Try as they might, boy. Slings and arrows, hatchets, backstabbing, between the eyes, shooting, whatever it is. Not physically, you understand. They try to destroy. Why do you think Media Matters exists or Mediaite exists? Or for that matter, CNN or MSNBC or all the rest. Why do you think they exist? They exist to destroy. Seek and destroy. They don't exist to provide you with news. I'll be right back. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, 
quick charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Governor Chris Sununo was with Politico today. This is the best the guy can do. He humiliated himself in New Hampshire. He was all over cable news, particularly a handful of shows. He was braggadocious. He was absolutely certain that his his dear friend, Nikki Haley, would win the New Hampshire primary where she got smoked. You have to ask yourselves, Sununu, Larry Hogan, wants to be a senator. He's, you know, he admires Mitt Romney and Susan Collins, just what we need. How do these people intend to save the country? They, not, they don't intend to save the country. They don't even believe the country's in a situation where it needs to be saved. And then they claim they're, really only, they're the only ones that can get elected. Really? President Romney, President McCain, President George, excuse me, President Jeb Bush, they're the only ones who can get elected? The history of the Republican Party is strewn with lightweights like Sununu who lose. So there he is with Politico today. He's got nothing else to do. What the hell else is he going to do? He's from New Hampshire. Well, why doesn't he open like an arts and craft shop or maple syrup or something like that, Mr. Producer? Or is that Vermont? It doesn't really matter. All this guy knows is politics because of his daddy, because of his family. So here he is, he's a blip on the radar, he's gone. Gone. Here today, gone tomorrow. Got his FaceTime. Wasn't a very pretty sight. But here he is again with Politico, which is left wing. Cut three, go. People confuse the party with Trump. And Trump is the... It's Trump's party. Uh, it, it is, he is the... Talk, that's right, that's, that's the point. It won't be his party forever, right? It, it just won't. At some point, Donald Trump won't be here or whatever, you know, by one way or another. We all have our time. Um, so, okay. we do. Doesn't he we always do. sound like he's on sugar or something, Mr. Producer? He's always hyped up. He makes you anxious when you hear it. It's like Chris Matthews with a, uh, with a part over his ear. Comb over. Go ahead. I'm very optimistic about the Republican Party. I'm very optimistic about where we're going as a country. I, I'm not one of these. If you're one of these people that think democracy is getting over. Oh, he's very optimistic about where the country's going. The guy's a loser. He's very optimistic where the country. This is what I'm telling you. Sununu, Hogan, Romney, Christie. This is how they think. If they're living the good life, then everybody else must be. Go ahead. 
institutions are crumbling. Stop. It's not. This country has gone through hell and back. Right, shut up. I don't need to listen to this clown. Good God. New Hampshire, how'd you like this guy? Just because of his name? Well, you like a guy that has 14 U's in his name? Or 17 N's? I don't understand it. Listen to him. This country's at, on the precipice. It's at a turning point. This guy is... Uh, He's hop-skipping and jumping through history. It's unbelievable. Stop. Stop. Constitutions aren't being eroded. Stop. Borders wide open. I don't need to go through the litany with you. Our courts are a disgrace. A disgrace. We have a president who's ruling the country by executive order and other forms of fiat. He's violated Supreme Court decisions. Sununu's not troubled with any of this. He just hates Trump. It's a mental issue. He just hates Trump. Well, then of course, just three weeks ago, Mr. Producer, right? Just three weeks ago. Everybody was saying that Joe Biden and Joe Biden himself said, we're doing everything we can to deal with the border. Everything we can. And in his interview with Sununu, hey, everything's working just well. Here's a montage just from three weeks ago. Cut four, go. The president has done everything that he can on his own to try to figure out how do we deal with what's going on at the border. We need, we need, we need legislative support for border security measures. With executive authority, is there more you can do? Absolutely. all I can do. And then there's Mary Bruce, White House correspondent. Good morning, America, which is, you know, good morning, America. These shows that purport to be these happy news shows, left-wing kooks. Same damn thing. Here's Mary Bruce. Who is she? Who the hell knows? Cut five. Go. We're going to begin, Robin, at the White House. Oh, this is Stephanopoulos, a real reporter, you know. Had his head so far up Clinton's ass, it was coming out of Clinton's left nostril. The war room, the anti-woman room, and there he is. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, little fella? I'm a journalist now. Show me respect. Don't call me little fella. Go ahead. We're going to begin, Robin, at the White House, where President Biden is considering executive action on the border to stem the Wait flow of Wait a minute. Migrants. I just thought we played a clip here, Mr. Producer, where he said, give me the power. I don't have the power. Didn't he say that? It's so confusing. Give me the power. I don't have the power. I've said it all along, he says, because he's a liar. I've said it all along. Just give me the power. Now apparently he has the power. This guy is such a political whore. That's right, I said it. You want to prefer a political prostitute? It's unbelievable. He's thrown in with Hamas and the river to the sea crowd, including including in Dearbornistan. And now he's issuing executive orders that are extraterritorial into other countries. Well, only one country, actually, the Jews in Judea and Samaria. He doesn't want them in Judea and Samaria. He wants them out. That's like telling the Navajo to get the hell out of their own territory. Except we're turning about thousands of years ago now. Sick. 
Yes, Joe Biden. Go ahead. After congressional Republicans killed a bipartisan compromise there on border security. There you go. Thanks. You demonstrated every time, you little schmo. You're just a mouthpiece for the Democrats. The Republican Party killed a bipartisan bill. Well, it couldn't be that bipartisan if the other party killed it, you idiot. But that aside, we don't need you, Georgie. Just bring a spokes that he did from the DNC. We don't need you, Georgie, to give us the news on Good Morning America. You wake up to that, boy. It's not a good morning. Go ahead. Chief White House correspondent Mary Bruce starts us off. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, George. Well, I'm told this morning President Biden is considering possibly taking executive action to impose tough new asylum restrictions, including possibly barring migrants from seeking asylum if they cross illegally between U.S. ports of entry. Now, I'm told. Stop. Hey, you're told you talk fast. Everybody has to talk fast because you've got to get all your points through. It's very important that nobody actually understand what you're saying. But I understand what she's saying. He wants to issue an executive action to impose new tough asylum restrictions. Well, who's the one that lifted the law when it came to asylum restrictions? In the first place, it was him. With a very weak executive order, he lifted asylum. That's right, he lifted asylum restrictions. Now he's going to have a new tough asylum executive order where he's really going to stand up and secure the border that was secure until it wasn't secure, and now it needs to be secure, where he needed legislation, and he doesn't need any legislation anymore. Understand? And of course, that bipartisan legislation that was opposed by the Republicans, I guess it wasn't so bipartisan. George, tell us ten things that was in the bill without, without referring to your notes. You little creep. Go ahead. Wide range of options here. No final decisions have been made, but this does come, of course, after Republicans on the Hill under pressure from Donald Trump tanked a bipartisan. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So when I take my position, is it because under pressure for Donald Trump, Mr. Producer? Let me talk to him about this stuff. So if you're a Republican and you're in the House or you're in the Senate and you're a conservative and you've made your views known. You're a Cruz, you're a Lee, you're a Hawley. You're a Johnson. Whatever you are, whoever you are. And you've made your news, your views known. You've been complaining about this whole damn thing, this secret negotiation and legislative writing. And the only reason you oppose it is because you were told to oppose it. That's the only reason. Good morning, America. Does anybody even watch that trash anymore, Mr. Producer? When's the last time you watched it? I can't even tell you the first time I've watched it. I remember the last time I watched it was the guy, I don't remember his name, and I'm not trying to be rude, the guy with the teeth. Do you remember his name? Do you know who I'm talking about, the, the lead host? You, you do know. Again, it's not a put-down, I'm just trying to describe him. It's like Meet the Depressed. Who the hell watches Meet the Depressed anymore? Our little buddy destroyed that entire show. Really wasn't even great when Lawrence Spivak stopped doing it. Oh, you know who I saw on the plane today? My plane last night was canceled. My, yesterday, they kept putting us off. As soon as we went past hour two, I warned the other passenger. I said, they're going to do salami tactics, American is. This plane ain't going anywhere. And they kept delaying it by like 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 35 minutes, Mr. Producer. I said, you better find another flight. I only wish I'd listened to myself. 
because I went up and asked the gate lady, and she said, just wait 20 minutes, then we'll know. And I said, no, this, this doesn't smell right. So I listened to her, and of course, it was a mistake. I couldn't get a flight out of there yesterday. I literally flew into Virginia a few hours ago. And I want to thank my new friend, Martha. I'm not going to mention her last name because I don't know if she wants it mentioned. Uh, was apparently quite well known in conservative Republican circles, as is her husband. But I don't know how to grab my iPhone and the, the, the fingers start going and they're going fast. And uh, You need to get onto this. I said, can you help me? So sweet. So she, she did it all. And that's how I got here today. <laughs> Without her, I wouldn't be here today. But isn't that outrageous? And you know, the final time that the plane was set to leave at 1020 or something like, you know what time it left, Mr. Producer? 830 at night. Poor suckers sat there. See, I went through this before with United. I think it was in Houston, where I was supposed to go to Tucson. And it was 10 and a half hours. They just kept doing salami. It'll be this, and then you wait, you wait. Then you run out of options. There's no other planes going. Then you're stuck. We're ready to go. And guess what happened? The pilot and the, the flight attendants, they timed out, meaning under union rules, there's only so much time that they're available or actually working, and they timed out. So we waited another three hours. We're flying a crew in, you know, from, uh, from uh, Anchorage, Alaska. It might take a little while, but be comfortable. Don't stand up. Don't get in a line. Don't rush the gate. Don't do this. Don't do that. Stand on your head. Do this. Do that. We're working as hard as we possibly can. Just tell us the truth so we can plan and tell us soon. I don't even know what I was talking about. You know what? I don't want to hear about Mary Bruce and George Stephanopoulos anyway. Liars, propagandists. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. No four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average family saves almost $1,000 a year. So let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and claim your eligibility for your free, brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash Levin to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard a lot about this Arizona prosecutor of Maricopa County. Maricopa County is where the vast majority of the people live. In Arizona, not all of them, but it's the biggest metro area. It includes Phoenix and much of its suburbs. Used to be all Republican. Now you can see how the Democrats have destroyed that state, too. But nonetheless, this prosecutor, Rachel Mitchell, she said, look, I got a guy here who's a murderer, who's a rapist, who's an abuser, who's, a, who's assaulted people and so forth, and... Uh, 
in our state, and I'm not sending him back to New York for what he's done there until we deal with him here. And Alvin Bragg's very upset because he wants another person to release. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. We'll be taking some calls near the end of the program, Mr. Producer. 877-381-3811. Do we know if Michelle Obama ever put out a condemnation for October 17th? Remember people were waiting, given particularly the horrendous treatment of women, the sadistic sexual violence? I won't repeat it. Here's the thing, Miss, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Members of Congress who've come on this show or members of Congress I might bump, bump into from time to time. Anyone who has seen this video, this 47-minute video that they talk about, and I, I can't do it. I just can't bring myself to do it. Is forever changed. Except for Tony Blinken. But they're forever changed. Because they see some of what took place. Not even all of it. It's uh, it's unbelievable. All right, I want to get into this. Arizona prosecutors feud with Alvin Bragg. And this prosecutor brilliantly has come up with a solution for these Soros prosecutors to the extent that they can, which is don't give up jurisdiction until you're done you know, with your own criminal justice system and dealing with these individuals. That way you can get a conviction, likely, have it under your belt, and then send them off to uh, to paradise, where they're free to roam the streets and kill and rape and brutalize again in New York City and other cities. So with the New York Post, an Arizona prosecutor isn't budging in her refusal to turn over a murder suspect to the Manhattan D.A., implying Thursday that she doesn't trust him to keep the accused killer locked up. Why would she? Why would anybody? He's running around charging people who defend themselves and defend other people. This guy's a pig, this Alvin Bragg. He's a fat slob. There, I said it. Fat slob. Fatties United. 
So F you there, uh, Alvin. Alvin. Is his name Alvin? Yes, it is. You know what, Mr. Producer? No offense to Alvin's out there, but no wonder he has psychological problems. You know what I mean? He's named after a chipmunk. And you can only imagine in school, he probably got his ass kicked. Alvin! Alvin! Yes, ma'am. Come over here, Alvin! All the kids in the back laughing. But obviously his mother hated him, too. Because she called him Alvin. Now those of you, again, who are named Alvin out there who take offense, please don't. It's aimed at one Alvin. Maricopa County Attorney Rachel Mitchell told Fox and Friends she will prosecute Raid Amasori. What is that, an Irish name, Mr. It is? What is what a German? What kind of name is that? Oh, it's not? Oh. Is it Yiddish? No, I don't think so. For two violent felonies on her turf before she considers turning him over to New York. Prompting Manhattan DA Alvin. Alvin! Alvin! Alvin Bragg to break his silence in the legal kerfuffle. <laughs> Just hours later and blasting Mitchell for grandstanding and playing politics. No, you jerk. No, you pig. It's not. It's trying to protect the people of Arizona and the country, as a matter of fact, from you and this marauder. With your damn kerfuffle. County DA Mitchell has, I don't know how to say it, has gotten it wrong at every single turn, Bragg said at a press conference. She professes concern that a murder suspect in Manhattan would be released. I don't know what they do in Arizona, but I know in this county, New York County, we routinely seek and get remand, which means the person is in custody in our murder cases. Those are the facts. Well, everybody knows you're tough on crime. Soros, why else would he back you? You liar. But don't worry, New York. Shootings are down. Murders are down. New York is a happy place. The streets are safe like they were under Rudy, who they're trying to put in prison, by the way, and also break him financially. You know, you know what's interesting on that? It's a footnote. I've never seen so many libel cases, nay, successful libel cases in my life. Have you, Rich? Two against Trump. Now the she's thinking of a third one. This woman is welcome to come on the program so we can question her. What is her name? E. Carol, uh, whatever. E. Jean Carroll. What's the E stand for, Jeannie? May I ask? But come on, E. Jean. Reach out to Mr. Producer. We'd love to have you on the program. If your handlers will allow it. You're everywhere else laughing it up. I don't know. It seems to me you wouldn't be laughing it up. Would you, Mr. Producer, if you were raped? But of course she was found uh, not to have been raped, but to have been molested. So, in a jury in New York against Trump. In a law, another one of these weird laws where you can reach back 20 years. I wonder people leaving New York. A once great city. Once, not now. He said uh, shootings are down, murders are down, everything's down. We're in Shangri-La here in New York. That's why everybody's making a beeline for Florida. It's unbelievable. That's why the NYPD has so few, so few cops right now. Mitchell started the feud at a press briefing Wednesday and doubled down with new barbs on Fox 
again calling Bragg out for his soft-on-crime reputation, after Alamansuri was picked up in Arizona. We have two very violent crimes here, she said. We have two women that were stabbed. He's facing a long, mandatory prison sentence here. And even though there was a homicide in New York, we can guarantee that he's going to stay in custody here. I'm putting the victims first and making sure that he stays in custody. Yes. Mitchell said that doesn't mean that Alma Suri will dodge justice in the Big Apple, but said Bragg will have to wait until she's sure he'll stay behind bars. Let me be clear, my heart goes out to the next akin of the victim in New York, she said as well. And I want to be very clear to the public, we're not saying that he will never be prosecuted in New York for what he did, but we're saying we're going first. And that way, when we secure a prison sentence on him, that has to be honored when, he, when he's extradited to New York City. Smart move. Emma Sori is charged with carjacking, stabbing one woman as in Arizona, kidnapping and stabbing. He's into stabbing. A McDonald's worker doing a crazed crime spree in the days that the Soho Hotel stabbing authority said the string of attacks began on February 7 when Alamansori allegedly beat and strangled 38-year-old Queen's mom, Denise, uh, whatever, Yabba Dabba, who was working at an escort inside the Soho 54 Hotel. He whose rap sheet includes busts in Florida and Texas, then flew to Arizona, where he's accused of pulling off the dual assaults, including attempted murder rap that could land him in jail for 21 years there. Bragg sought to have him extradited to New York to face murder charges in the solo incident until Mitchell made her shocking announcement. Nothing shocking about it is brilliant. I've instructed my extradition attorneys not to agree to that, she said at a press conference. We're going to keep them right here. These are mandatory prison sentences. Having observed the treatment of violent criminals in New York area by the Manhattan DA there, I think it's safer to keep them here. Alvin, may I call you Alvin? Alvin, shouldn't you actually be agreeing with her and take credit for what you're doing? Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you say, yes, I'm running on soft on crime. Yes, I need the votes of the criminals and preferably Hamas, but... You know, they can't vote for me here at Dearborn, Michigan. Why don't these people ever take credit for what they've done? Destroyed our cities, left families in horrific condition and situations, turned our streets into unlivable places. Why don't they take credit for what they do? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Mehdi Hassan, remember that guy? Used to be at MSLSD, but they got rid of him because he's a Muslim, perhaps an Islamist. Remember that, Mr. Producer? No, he didn't. We got rid of me. I know, I know why he got rid of him, and I'm glad he got rid of him. Because of his radicalism, because of the things he said before you hired him. Oh, well, he now works. He's on, what is he, Podcast Save America? Is that, is that what he's doing? Oh, is he guest with Tom Vitter? Who's Tom Vitter? Oh, an Obama staffer. All these Obama people all over the place. The Biden government. 
advising the Hamas Nazi media in our country? Oh, yeah. So here's Mehdi Hassan today with Tommy Vitter, who I'm told was on the Obama staff, according to Mr. Producer, and he's always right. And so who are they attacking? Well, it's one of two. It's either Trump or Netanyahu. Cut 11, go. To date, they have had this approach that's called the, the hug BB strategy, where basically Biden says he'll disagree with Netanyahu privately, but they don't want to show any daylight in terms of public messaging. And that Where's, included. Where is this guy? Is he like five months behind, Mr. Producer? You say he was an Obama advisor? Wrong way, uh, wrong way vetter? I mean, this was the argument that they used months ago, but it's been months. Biden's out of the closet. His anti-Semitism is... He wears it on his forehead. What he's doing at the UN, his executive orders, his threats against Israel. I mean, he's not hugging Netanyahu. He's cursing Netanyahu. He's hugging Xi. You know, the mass murder of Uyghurs and other people. That's who he's hugging. Anyway, so you can see this guy is a low-rent, low-IQ mouthpiece, but let's, let's play along. Go ahead. Biden literally jumping on a plane, flying to Israel, giving Netanyahu a hug on the tarmac. It's become this sort of iconic image. I thought that approach was a mistake from the beginning. So here we have another fast-talking leftist. They're all high on sugar, I'm assuming. I thought that was a mistake from the beginning, you know, Netanyahu. I don't know. I thought Trump was here a bit. Maybe Netanyahu was here a bit. I won't say that publicly. Instead, I'll just say that was a mistake. They shouldn't have done that. I mean, they were going to destroy their judicial system. Netanyahu's evil. He's behind all these things. A very evil man. He should be hugging him. No, no. I thought that was a mistake from the beginning. Obama knew how to do it. Obama's a hero. Obama hugged, you know, domestic terrorists. Was befriended domestic terrorists. They supported him for his run for the House, and then for the Senate, and then, then for president. He never hugged Bibi. Never hug Bibi. I said it was a mistake from the beginning. Don't hug Bibi. Go ahead. I think poorly of Joe Biden because I think incredibly poorly of Bibi Netanyahu. He's a corrupt, uh, racist, bad leader who, you know, a year ago was trying Listen to... Listen to this piece of crap. Tommy Vitter. He's corrupt. He hasn't been proven corrupt of anything. Racist? How so? So this is things anti-Semites say. This whole racism apartheid thing came out of South Africa, just so you know. The radical leftists. There was a world meeting there, radical leftist organizations. This whole thing about calling the Israelis and Netanyahu in particular. That's what it's about. And so this guy picks up on him because he's an Obama guy. I've told you before, Obama's an anti-Semite. His staff was anti-Semitic. And here you have a mouthpiece, Thomas Vitter. That's right, corrupt, racist, bad leader, you know. It was going to destroy their judicial system. Their judicial system, they don't have a judicial system. They have a Politburo. They have an election. They have a majority. They're trying to, they're trying to reform their judicial system. And even if they'd done every single thing that was originally proposed, it still would be partial Politburo. But it doesn't matter. We hate Netanyahu. We can get rid of Netanyahu, we can destroy Israel. We can have a two-state solution. River to the sea. Biden needs Dearborn, Michigan. He needs Dearborn, Michigan. By the way, Mayor of Dearborn, Michigan, I'm not going to ask you personally. If you ever want to come on this show, 
drag your ass to a microphone and come on the show. I got plenty of questions for you. You jerk. You jerk. I got plenty of questions for you. But now we're with Tommy Vitter. Tommy Vitter's with Hassan. Mehdi Hassan. Why does Tommy Vitter even have Mehdi Hassan on? He sounds like Mehdi Hassan in his anti-Semitic rants. Go ahead. Shred the Israeli judicial system, right? You had literally millions yeah. of protesters on the street every single weekend. millions weekend. of protesters on the street. First, there weren't millions, but there were a lot. And why did they have them? Because organizations in America were funding them. Because Ehud Barak, who wanted to give away almost 100% of Jerusalem to Arafat, and almost 100% of Judea and Samaria, and the people rose up and kicked his ass out of office. That guy's been raising money and been leading these efforts. Was that an insurrection? No, 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 no. Only Magat does insurrection. Go ahead. Yeah. He also, Tommy, wants a Trump go. presidency. Like, they're, they're not hiding this stuff. Like, Ben Gavir, who you mentioned a moment ago, said if Trump was in office, we'd be able to do whatever we want. And then, you know, uh, No, he didn't, you jerk. If Trump were in office, we'd be able to do whatever we want. Why am I playing this? Why am I giving these guys an audience? Well, I guess it's because... You have a right to know who they are and what they are. Barack Obama was humiliated by Netanyahu, who turned up and undermined his Iran negotiations in Congress. This is Hassan. So in other words, how dare you question our king? How dare you defend your own country against a nuclear deal that would ensure that Iran gets nukes with your country in the neighborhood? How dare you actually represent your country and not represent... We, the Democrat Party, and the Islamists, and the Marxists in the Democrat Party. You know, they say the Democrat Party is not united. It really is. The Marxist wing and the Islamist wing, they are united. As united can be. There's still a lot to do. Let me mention one other thing here. What you're going to hear on Sunday in part, in my opening statement, is a real deep dive into the Eighth Amendment, you're going to really enjoy this. And every time Letitia James bashed Donald Trump during her campaign, and every time she holds a press conference patting herself on her substantial back, taking credit for what took place in that courtroom, and every time she appears on a Sunday show, she makes the appellate case for Trump that much easier. Here's a montage of her during the campaign. Cut 13, go! He's called me venomous. We will fight back to your attempt to bring Trumpism to New York City. He's called me disgraceful. He's called me radical. Listen, yes. we know he's crazy. Yes. We know he doesn't have a sound mind. Yes. you folks but i find her entire personality so attractive she's just the whole package i'll be right back nobody says it better than mark levin i'll go with what mark levin said because nobody could say it better call in now at 877-381-3811 i have an invitation i was invited 
to go to Mar-a-Lago to interview the president. So we'll work that date out. We had a date before, but as a result of an anticipated conflict, uh, we've had to change that date. So there's plenty of time, and uh, we enjoy doing it, and we will do it. Paul in Reno, Nevada, Sirius Satellite. Paul, how are you tonight, sir? Go right ahead, please. Good. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Of course. Uh, Can you hear me okay? What? Great, great. Right now I'm in the process of reading a book called Peace to End All Peace by David Frompton regarding the end of the Ottoman Empire. And I was wondering if you had a recommendation on a book that would take care of modern Israel from the end of, you know, the World War One and the Balfour on through modern history. I'd actually recommend, and you can skip chapters, uh, the history of the Jews, the history of Israel by Paul Johnson, the late great historian who was British. His book is fantastic. And uh, you can obviously skip around if you wish. But it really is almost encyclopedic, but it reads like a novel. So I would encourage you to get that. And you're talking about the Ottoman Empire. That's very interesting because at the end of the Ottoman Empire, among other things, uh, they were dividing up, as you know, the Middle East. And this is before the British took over the area. And uh, they were very specific about creating or acknowledging a homeland for the Jews. The Ottomans ruled for quite a time. And they said, that's their Jewish homeland. We need to create it, protect it. And that was essentially uh, an obligation that fell to the British. Uh, There were no Palestinians. There weren't any Arabs known as Palestinians. It's just an entire concoction. And maybe it'll be a thousand years from now, 500 years from now, if we haven't destroyed ourselves with nukes or something like that. People will look back on this entire fiction. And Joe Biden will have a role. Joe Biden will be viewed as one of the men, but certainly one of the leading men, who sought to destroy the state of Israel while trying to convince the state of Israel that he was their friend and their ally. And you can see what their most hateful Marxist Islamist mouthpieces say from the Obama administration, from the media. You shouldn't be hugging Netanyahu. You should have been, you know, taking him on from the beginning. Because they're out of the closet. They don't care anymore. Their spittle is full of poison and hate. While they pretend it's, it's for Netanyahu, it's for the state of Israel. He's the foil. But anyway, I would check out that book, okay? Very good. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you. Reno, Nevada. Been there once and loved it. I love Las Vegas. I don't get there enough. It's not, when you're in Las Vegas, I, I don't know what to do. There's so much to do there. I don't mean just gamble. The shows, the food, and so many other things. And now they got real sports teams there, I'm telling you. Nonetheless, let's go to Dick Dayton, Ohio, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? Mark, how are you? You're a great American. Thank Mark, you, sir. Mark, I want to say something. I've uh, been taking some classes. You're playing music in the background. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I, I just think you 
you have come, I, I uh, did a paper for my technology, but your thoughts and your ideas of America are, what I like is, uh, I'm, I'm beginning to believe in the founding fathers, the Declaration of Independence, the freedoms we have. And America, Mark, has to come back to the political leaders to run this country of the feeling of democracy, uh, the mm-hmm. feeling of uh, epaulet, not fascism, not Marxism. That destroys the country, Mark. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying to you that you are really right on the beat, and I believe in your books and things, but we have to make America better, Mark. 100%, and you're right. And there is a, a wonderful spirit, passion, for the founding and the principles of this country, if we would communicate them more and more and more. But let me ask you something, Dick. Let's be honest with each other. You look at Mitch McConnell. Is he capable of that? Does he ever do that? You look at the pallbearers around him, the Cornins and the Basarios and all the rest of them. Are they capable of that? Is that what they do? No. No. They're, they're busy cutting deals with the Democrats against the conservatives in the House, often in secret. They're busy telling us... Um, what to do and how to do it rather than trying to uh, uh, elicit our opinions and so forth. They're trying to impose on us certain Republican candidates that are more in line with the Paul Bears and McConnell. And it's just awful. The leadership of the Republican Party is a disaster, which is why they hate Trump and they hate all of us. Dick, I want to thank you for your call, my friend. Take care of yourself. And I want to encourage you folks. This isn't about the New York Times list or anything else. If you haven't read The Democrat Party Hates America, this book is written for this election. Let me repeat that. This book is written for this election. If you think you know about it already, then give it to a friend or relative. The whole point of all my books are to try and persuade people, try to open people to good versus evil and liberty versus tyranny. The principles that not only founded this country, but Western civilization. That's the goal. And to tell the truth about American history, that it's the Democrat Party that's been behind every bad, inhumane project that's ever existed in this country. All of it. I honestly don't know how black people can be Democrats. Well, Mark, you know, the civil rights, excuse me. I discuss that in the book. If slavery was bad and it sure as hell was, what are you blaming the Republicans for? The Republican Party was founded in slavery, and that's exactly what it did. The Republican Party went on to fight segregation of Plessy versus Ferguson. Democrats created the Ku Klux Klan. For the life of me, I'll never understand this. Oh, you just don't understand. No, I don't believe in civil rights Marxism is what I call it. If that's the attraction. Big government, redistribution of wealth subsidies left and right. That's not about civil rights. That's not about liberty. That's about redistribution of wealth. That's what I call civil rights Marxism. And that's the truth. You want to be something in this country? Anybody can be anything. I don't care what color you are. I saw my friend, and he's my dear friend, Stephen A. Smith, talking about another host. He said it was harder for him because he was black than the white host. You have a lot of white people who start from the bottom to work their way up, and they're not given privileges just because they're white. So I don't buy these, uh, these generalizations. Not now, not ever. Each case is different. 
giving my own father's case. When he was going to uh, elementary school, his parents were dead, dirt poor. And they were the children of immigrants from Russia. And being Jewish wasn't exactly helpful. But it didn't matter. They had their family, they were in the freest country on the face of the earth, and they tried to take advantage of it in a positive way. When my father would finish going to school, he would walk about a mile from his home to join his mother. They were both working at the local cigar factory in Philadelphia. And he'd work there until midnight or one in the morning. There was no white privilege. There was no massive welfare state either. No great redistribution of wealth either. Privilege. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You look at Arlington National Cemetery. What do you see there? A lot of crosses. Don't get me wrong. There's stars of David and other, But mostly a lot of crosses of Christians. What else do you know about Arlington National Cemetery? Not all, but the vast majority of the people buried there are white. Ask them about white privilege, although you can't because they're not with us anymore. I've about had it up to here. We're individual human beings. I don't want to hear about it anymore. No more. You got people pouring over the border now. From China. From Iran. From Venezuela. From everywhere else. They're not pouring over the border from Western Europe. They're not pouring over the border from Switzerland. Or the Netherlands. If it's a white dominant society where only white people can succeed, you would think that that would be the case. We should embrace our country. Embrace liberty. We've been through a lot as a people. And people before us here have been through a lot. We've overcome a lot. Stop whining about it. Stop victimizing yourselves. It just astonishes me. How wealthy people who've made it in the greatest country on the face of the earth, who wouldn't make it on any other country. None. Whine. They whine. They whine about it. Be proud of yourself. All of you, that you made something of yourselves. You took advantage of God's blessing to being in the best country on the face of the earth. Defend this country so the people behind us can do the same thing. Stop tearing us apart. Stop putting us in groups. Every black person isn't the same. Every white person isn't the same. We all have different ancestries. We all come from different places on the globe. We have different experiences came to this country at different times. We have a lot of black people who have come to this country more recently. Others, whose ancestors were here from the beginning. Everyone's not the same. Everybody hasn't experienced the same thing. So let's stop pretending. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. He 
people have a lot of theories I see in these phone calls, but I can't just put callers on who have theories like counter sue, uh, you know, disbar these prosecutors. Easier said than done. Let's, let's take an example. Let's say you want to disbar Letitia James. Well, who gets to hear that? The New York Bar. The Ethics Committee to their highest court. Seems a little tough, don't you think? Yeah, be impossible. Or counter-sue. Counter-sue for what? You have to have an actual statute, or at least a constitutional provision to counter-sue somebody. So, the point is, I'm not going to put that on the air just because somebody believes it. You understand what I'm saying? Um, that's why the Eighth Amendment is so important. You don't have to make anything up. You don't have to be clever. You don't have to try and figure out, well, what do I do? Things that are logical are not necessarily legal. And yet you have to have a legal basis or a court's not going to accept anything. The Eighth Amendment is clear. 2019, the Supreme Court ruled in the Tim's case that under the Eighth Amendment, excessive fines and penalties, uh, I would argue, in the case of what they did to Trump in New York is beyond dispute. Now here's the problem. How does he get to appeal? He went to the judge, as lawyers did today, and this is just breaking news, and said, would you please stay your decision so we can appeal? And he said, no. You cough up the $400 million. So just for the right to appeal, Mr. Producer, they're telling him to destroy his businesses if you want to appeal to save your businesses. So this is what it's like in a gulag. This is what it's like in a Stalinist a Stalinist state and city. This is injustice. This is, this is tyranny of the worst kind. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, freedom fighters all over the world. We salute our friends in Ukraine, our brothers and sisters in Israel. Most importantly, we salute you. Don't forget Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Live